Charter schools were founded on the idea that if they're run by private organizations, they could avoid demands from unions while maintaining a level of autonomy and innovation. But all of these concepts have been thrown into question in Chicago as more and more charter schools unionize. Teachers at two dozen schools went on strike for the first time last year. WBEZ's Adriana Cardona-Magiga looks at how these schools have changed. A little over a year ago, teachers at the Acero Network of Charter Schools reached a contract deal to end the nation's first charter school strike. This new contract brought big changes to Acero's 15 schools, which serve a largely Latino population. Caroline Rutherford is a union leader and an art teacher at one of the schools. We have um, kindergarten apprentices in every single one of our kindergarten classrooms now, which was a huge increase in staffing where we need it most. We also have bilingual teachers. We've increased the amount of bilingual teachers that we have throughout the network. There are currently 126 charter schools in Chicago. They get public funds but are run by private organizations. And often, charter school teachers are paid less than teachers in traditional public schools but work longer hours. A big reason that motivated teachers at more than 30 schools to unionize. It was the beginning of a movement. Hundreds of charter school teachers joined the Chicago Teachers Union and collectively pushed forward a clear agenda in their most recent contracts. Their goal? To match salaries and supports available in traditional Chicago public schools. They also hope to end high teacher turnover at their schools. But charter school operators worry about their survival. Elizabeth Shaw runs the Chicago International Charter Schools, which oversees 14 campuses. Teachers at four of those schools walked out soon after the Acero strike last winter. There simply aren't enough dollars uh, per pupil per year, and, uh, and I think that's a real challenge. Schools get funded based on the number of students they have, and Shaw worried that as schools lose enrollment, it will get harder for them to meet union demands, especially with other financial responsibilities unique to charters, including facilities costs. These new contracts have pushed two of the largest school networks to make major changes, Both Acero and CICS combined cut 20 administrative positions. 18 of them were at Acero, totaling more than $1 million in non-union salaries. This includes instructional coaches, deans of students, and administrators. Two other schools had to let go of eight positions, including a school counselor and a teacher. Andrew Broy with the Illinois Network of Charter Schools says the new contracts risk undercutting the very idea of what makes them different than traditional public schools. It's very disappointing that we have a situation in which schools are being forced to lay off teachers because they're not allowed the autonomy and flexibility to staff in the way that best meets student needs. Um, Again, the hallmark of the charter movement is innovation, and it's hard to innovate when you're bound by a very restrictive contract. My wondering is if contracts like this make charter schools look just like CPS schools. That's Leandra Kahn. She leads an organization hired by CICS to run four of the campuses that went on strike. Aside from cutting two non-union positions, she's made other adjustments to pay for the teacher's contract. We had to move offices, obviously, downsize, get um, cheaper, everything. We have, again, looked at our 
some of our larger contracts for computers and leasing and all of those things. Like everywhere we spend money, we've had to figure out how to consolidate. She says they're managing this year, but she's worried about whether they could pull it off in years to come. We'll have to reimagine what deans and security guards look like, potentially, um, what that position looks like. Teachers and union leaders criticize CICS's management structure because they say it diverts money from the classroom into middle management positions. They're also highly critical of other networks for putting too much money into administrative salaries. Last year, for example, Acero's CEO, Richard Rodriguez, earned more than $250,000 to run 15 campuses. Chicago Public Schools CEO, Janice Jackson, made about the same to manage more than 500 schools. Union leaders say these contracts are forcing charter schools to, at the very least, rethink their priorities. Chris Barron is with the Chicago Teachers Union. He represents charters and contract schools. We know that the funding is there and that more of the funding needs to get to the classroom. And if their business model does not allow them to spend a comparable amount of money in the schools on staff salaries, on resources, and keeping class sizes small, then they sh- their business model is, is a bad one and it shouldn't exist. That begs the question. Could these charters stay afloat as they try to meet their contract obligations? It's hard to tell. Financial information about these schools is often opaque and incomplete. In general, there is a lack of transparency and public records only show a glimpse of the real picture. A topic of intense discussion at a recent meeting of the Chicago Board of Education, which approves charter schools. One thing for sure, unionized charter schools have a big challenge ahead of them meeting teachers' demands while maintaining a level of innovation if they want to attract students and stay in business. Adriana Cardona-Magigad, WBEC News.